Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I am the host of Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And please forgive me because I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, with Richard getting on my nerve and everything else. But today's topic, and I always would say it's an interesting topic, but we are still acknowledging Women's History Month, and I've got some information that I want to share because many of you may not even have been aware of this. But today's topic is entitled, Get Your Money Right. When I say get your money right, a lot of times individuals have a misperception when it comes to finances. Now, with us still acknowledging Women in History Month, many may not realize that most women as mothers and wives have been CEOs, CFOs for their families for many, 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 many years. They were the one that was holding it down when it comes to the money. But when it comes to money, how would you rate your finances? Meaning your money matters. Your spending habits matter. Now, there's a saying that if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And so, therefore, many individuals may be able to benefit from this show because we all need a financial tune-up. So let me log on my guest who's going to be joining us today. Okay. Hello, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? I am wonderfully well, Jeanette. Uh, how are you? You know what? It's been a rough day today. It, it really has. I, I can't even lie about it. But you know what? Hey, when they say when they love a life, so you a bunch of lemons, you make lemonade. You ask for some sugar and some water. And you keep it pushing. I need to get a chance to finish posting a lot of this information. And then, like I said, I've just been all over the place all day today. So tell the listeners your name, who you are, and what is it that you did. As I'm posting this stuff on Facebook. Ah. <laughs> uh. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Pat Hammond. Uh, I am in the financial services uh, industry. I, uh, my job, my job, my job is to get people to financial independence. And uh-huh. uh, just to sum it up, uh, sum it up, uh, get people to financial independence. Uh, uh-huh. We know how to go to work and 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 and, and uh, make money. We don't know. We haven't learned how to keep it. And, uh-huh. uh, and then we have to. We have to, we have to, we have to learn the difference between making money and building wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's interesting you said that because when you were talking, I was thinking about my mother. And you know, as a kid, when you would get your allowance, we all had some little piggy banks. And sometimes people would hold on to their piggy banks until it was something that they wanted, or they saved up enough money to buy what they wanted. Because we were trying to teach kids how to save, but we didn't know how to teach them to how to invest just put their money in a piggy bank. And my mother used to always say, you know what, you act like this money is burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Or we always wanted to run to the ice cream truck or something like that. So I like that concept. Now, I have a question for you. What is one of the biggest issues that you find when it comes to people with money? And, and not only just African Americans, but Hispanics, what is one of the biggest issues that you see or biggest concerns? One of the biggest issues that I see is that we, we we just don't 
understand it. We don't we don't we don't know that money has there's a whole uh, system at work mm-hmm. at, out there, and mm-hmm. uh, we're we're ignorant or blind to that system. Uh, mm-hmm. And the crazy part about it is, is the information is sitting right there in your face. Uh, uh-huh. uh, years ago, uh, they had a movie called Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, and so, and so, yeah, the information is right there in our face. And so, uh, number one, uh, just not having having the knowledge. Number two, not being open to the information. Mm-hmm. To receive, you know to receiving is, the information. A lot of times, our ignorance holds us back. You know, people were so busy hiding their mat, their money up under the mattress, and that's the first place the thief will go and raise up your mattress and steal your money because that was something that they were taught how to do. And there is sure. so much information out there now. You know, and some of the things that I kind of want to touch on, whether you're married, you're single, you're divorced, we need to do better when it comes to financial literacy because a lot of individuals – Fuck, at money. We really don't know any better. You know, I remember when I was in my 20s, my early teens, 20s, 20s, credit cards. Credit cards was a big thing. And most individuals would get some credit cards and max them out and didn't even realize how those credit cards affected your financial. If your balance is high, your credit rating is going to be low. But we thought if we had a credit card, we can go buy whatever we wanted. So when we start talking about debt, can you explain to the listeners the difference between good debt? So, so let's let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, and that's simple as uh, being able to to leverage debt is kind of what we're, what you what you're referring to there, uh, uh, because most of us we don't leverage debt. We we. Uh, we use that credit card as filler money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I tell people, what I tell people is, anytime you are, you know, swiping that card like a, a samurai ninja, you mm-hmm. are burning money. You are burning mm-hmm. money. Uh, oftentimes, people who know how to leverage money, they are using their credit in such a way that they are usually getting more in return than they're being charged. In interest, mm-hmm. so they're usually using using the credit, and when they use the credit, they are earning more uh, on the rate of return for the investment that they're putting the money into than they are being charged interest. Most of us mm-hmm. don't do that. What we do right. is, again is we we use that that credit as a, as a filler when I when mm-hmm. I when I when we have more month than money. Mm-hmm. Our money is funny and our change is strange. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're swiping. Or wait, wait, we're swiping what do you care to say? Kind of checking, checking in the savings, you know, because, I mean, we, we, we still kind of struggling because we're broke. But a lot of people yeah. don't know that. They think it. I remember when I was in my 20s, I had two $50,000 credit card limits with Bank of America. That's a $100,000 credit line. My mother yeah. told me one time, she said, baby, you in so much debt, I can't even die. I was like, ooh, did I do that? Now I found one credit card. I refuse to be in that much debt because we don't understand revolving credit versus good debt versus bad debt. You know, right now individuals are struggling with even 
trying to pay or buy and qualify for a home loan. Because we don't yeah. know that look at things like savings and spending habits and debt to credit ratio. Many people don't even know what that even means. No. We we typically will do what we what we saw going on in our homes. Mm-hmm. So whatever was modeled in our homes is what we do as adults, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and and we haven't we haven't broken the cycle. Mm-hmm. So if 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 your parents or the people you looked up to had poor money habits, you likely have poor money habits. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that that works out. And so mm-hmm. we, we typically typically will will do exactly what was taught to us. Uh, mm-hmm. We we even we even echo the things that were said to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, my mama them. <laughs> My mom and them said would say would say, boy, money don't grow on trees. Yep. Money don't grow on now, trees. Now where am I? My mother said, "Let's scratch my butt, pull it out of my pocket." I mean, like, dang, yeah. really? Because my mother was straight yeah. ghetto rich. She drove a Cadillac, yeah. had a pen. I thought she had it going on, and was making like thirteen dollars an hour. I'm like, when I found it, I'm like, how did you do all of that? How, how did you have to own your home? Have these? It was a learned behavior. So that is true. That is true. We yes. will model that behavior. We model the behavior, and and mm-hmm. and and we really won't do better until we learn better. Correct. You know we that. We won't do better until, and and that that at at for most of us who are on here today, that becomes mm-hmm. a choice. Mm-hmm. That becomes a choice. Uh, you either choose to continue every day. You make that choice. You choose to continue on in the behaviors that you have, or you mm-hmm. make up your mind to do something different. Um, right. Somebody, a, a man named Jim Rome said, the strings of bad habits are, mm-hmm. are too weak to be felt until they become too strong to be broken. Mm-hmm. And, and so you become you become roped in, tied in to those bad habits. And uh, mm-hmm. but 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 you can still you can always be. You can always be uh, set free. You don't have to stay there. That's that again. That becomes a choice. And so, what the question then is: What is your choice today? After today, you look around and you 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 look at your financial situation and and ask yourself: What habits do you have? What choices are you going to make? Mhm. And you, you know see? what? And that's a good question to ask because my thing is. Rating your, how would you rate your finances? Because money do matter, and people don't realize that we do develop, you let her in here, we do develop that spending habits. And not only that, you know, many individuals have been scammed, whether it was in a relationship or whether it was through the mail, online. Some individuals have gambling debt, you know, and many suffer from what we call financial deprivation. And I had even asked some questions in regards to if you were wrongfully accused of a crime, do you have money to pay for your bail? If you were to die, do they have to have a GoFundMe to have your funeral? You know, if something was to happen where you have a medical emergency, can you pay for the expenses like I just had to pay $4,800 for a fucking plumber because my pipe busted? Or, you know, a lot of times we don't even have the money to do that because we're not prepared. Or what we do is we go and we try to get money for somebody else. You can call. 
is basically what we do. So we have to do better. Now, if you're out there and you have any questions for Patrick, you can give us a call at 516-387-1914. Because, like I said, we're going to be providing a lot of information that many individuals will not even share. Some of this information they don't even want you to know because my son's like this thing about, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich. Okay, but if you're going to be rich, can you stay rich? Do you know how where rich, most rich people shop? Do you know how they spend in habits? Do you know how they save, save money? And there's a difference between rich and wealth. A lot of times we don't even know. And with tax season being amongst us, many individuals are getting large refund checks. What are you doing with that money? Are you investing in some CDs? So are you putting it up towards some Roth IRAs? What are you doing? Now let me log on this other caller, which is my son. I know he's about to get on my nerves. Hush. Okay, Regina, what do you want to add to this show as we're talking about getting your money right? Because I get on you all the time about your finances. You know how about that? A credit card means trust. Like, as long as I, you know, like, like, if, I could trust you with this money as long as you give it back, basically. That's what a credit card is. So I'm going to loan you this money, and as long as you pay, and it builds up trust. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so the trust accumulates. But not necessarily, though, Reggie, because sometimes I remember when you got your first credit card with $2,000, and you went and bought $2,000 worth of tennis shoes, and within one oh, month, and then you I was 18 years old. And you don't pay nobody that. I was 18 so, years old. So that cost, and, and, and then I then I waited seven years in, in order to in order to get my trust back. Yeah, but then you ain't people don't trust you now. So when we start talking about these, talking about these, a lot of you hear a little bit, um, Patrick. How back in the day they used to solicit. got their social security number the day before yesterday. By the time they're 18, they got bad credit. And mm-hmm. that, that's just on what what mom and them decided to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, putting things in their, in, their, in their children's name. Or they tend to borrow other folks' credit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they, will, they will, you know, one of the things that my grandmother taught me, my grandmother, I would, uh, as a young man, I wanted to go get a new, a new car, and so she went mm-hmm. to the car. Uh, she went shopping for a car with me to the Honda dealership, and mm-hmm. when we got there, 
the guy told my grandmother said, if you'll co-sign for him, he can go out of here today with a car. And my grandmother said, mm-hmm. I guess he won't get one uh, because she firmly believed that every tub sits on its own bottom. There you and go. So, uh, there. Yep. And so I learned I learned from my mom to put put if you know to put credit in the children's name, but I learned from my grandmother. If you can't get your own, you'll never have one. And so let's take it a step further uh, beyond uh, just trusting people. I think that we can borrow money from from uh, friends and family members uh, if we, you know, you're just kind of looking to be trusted. It'll never happen necessarily with me. I don't do that. Um, my, my family knows I don't do that. I'll either give it to you and release it, but we will never get into the borrowing situation. Uh, I do that so that, number one, we don't mess up our relationship. (laughs) Uh, And then, then, yep, yep, we don't mess up our relationship. And then if I don't give it to you, I want you to be able to go out there and get get your own to build because we have to see it when when we're talking about our financial health, we have to see Mm -hmm. it as bigger than that uh, because Mm -hmm. it will literally either be the key to a door that opens a door or it will be the key that locks the door so that you don't have access to things. Go ahead. One of the things grandmother used to say, never loan somebody something you can't give them. That way if you don't get it back, you don't miss it. Because like you said, family got this sense of entitlement sometimes, like you owe them something because they feel you have it. So they'll they'll want, like on the movie Soul Food, when Terry said, I'm I'm tired of being everybody's ATM. Meaning, you know, you always go to this particular person, and then when they tell you no, you, they get attitudes. I remember one time my, my nephew came to me and said, oh, gee, can I borrow $20? I said, I don't have $20. How come you ain't got $20? I said, if you ain't got $20, you should understand if you borrowed it from me. You, all people should know why I don't have $20. But the thing was, I wasn't going to let them keep running to me as a scapegoat to trying to get me to take care of their mis or things that they've messed up, so you screwed up, and i got to fix what you screwed up? No. you got to take exactly care of that. Right. Exactly so we right. about things of that nature. We do need to do better. So even when we talk about savings, I'm going to give a little information about savings. Savings is interesting because we were always taught to save for a rainy day. I've learned that with savings accounts now, it's kind of changed a little bit. You don't get as much money on your return when you open up a savings account versus when you open up a CD or when you put your money in different things or areas within the bank. What would you like to share with the listeners about a savings account, whether they're saving for college or whether they're saving for but the interest on your return? Yeah, so uh, we we definitely want to be mindful of the difference between savings and investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a difference between savings and investing. Uh, oftentimes, we we say we save we, we say savings. What we're really trying to say is investing. You, mm-hmm. Typically, uh, you can save you can save your your money in a shoebox and mm-hmm. hold it without gaining any returns on that money. Mm-hmm. However, if you want your money to grow, you uh, you have to treat it like an avocado seed. You see, an avocado seed. 
It's uh, funny you said an avocado seed. My mother had an avocado tree. We didn't even know the avocado tree. We thought it was a bush. Now the avocado yeah. tree is a bush. 30, 40 years later, we like avocados are everywhere. And we didn't even everywhere. know it was. Sometimes you don't know what you have until it starts flourishing and things of that nature. So I like the analogy that you use in regards to an avocado tree. Because so it takes years for the avocados, the avocados to start producing. Yeah. Uh, when I, I used to work with kids, and I would keep an avocado seed in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, I'd get come to get before a group of kids, and I ask them, "What do you see?" And mm-hmm. you know, you'd have one, you'd have one to say, "I see a seed." Okay, all right, you see a seed. You you mm-hmm. see another, and they say, "I see a tree." Ah, mm-hmm. you see a tree. You see a tree. And every now and then, I'd get one who'd say, "I see an orchard." I see an mm-hmm. avocado orchard. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same way with our money. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, when we, we get that paycheck, most of, most of us only see uh, this, this money that we get uh, as a means of living day to day. Correct. It, it's, it's just enough to make it from day to day. Others mm-hmm. of us see... Uh, you know, when when I was growing up, we used to say flip it. We used to flip, want to flip our yep. money. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 yet and yet and, and so there, there was always that one that said, I, "I I see an orchard." And so you knew that mm-hmm. his vision was 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 vast, was vast. Mm-hmm. And and it's all in how we see our money. How do, how do we mm-hmm. how do we perceive it? What do we understand about it? Uh, I didn't grow up understanding that I could that, that I could take my dollars, treat them like seeds, plant them in the right vehicle, and my money would grow. They have uh, something out there called the Rule of Seventy Two. The Rule of Seventy Two. Rule of Seventy Two. You may or may not have heard of it, but uh, I never heard it, of it. it, is, it rule of Seventy Two because you know I I used to always hear you know trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cent, and you're trying to invest it, you're trying to. You know, I believe in um, you spend less, save more, invest the rest, but you've got to be mindful of the investments that you make because, um, I don't know, it wasn't you and I, but somebody, I was having a conversation with somebody about Bitcoins and how they were talking about how it's a pyramid scheme. You know, we get caught up in this get-rich-quick stuff or, you know, people start talking about drug money and, you know, food still sell. People go buy some food. So there's a lot of ways to even make passive income that some individuals are not even aware of. You know, you little kids back in the day had little lemonade stands sitting in front of their house. I remember growing up, many of my mother's friends had general stores where they were selling clothes or making clothes and selling clothes. So there's still a lot of, there is no reason for nobody to be broke, especially in 2023. Because people are becoming yeah. more creative, way more creative. Yeah. No, no, no reason for, not, for any of us to be broke, but our thinking—that's the only thing that keeps us broke. We just mm-hmm. saw here in Fine. California. Mm-hmm. We just saw here in, in California a man won the two billion dollar lottery. Mm-hmm. Two billion dollar lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that two billion dollars, Uncle Sam took about fifty-one percent of that. Mm-hmm. Knocked it, knocked it down to nine hundred million. Mm-hmm. On the news just the other day, they announced that this same winner bought a $25 million home. And he'll realize the taxes he got to pay on that. 
He doesn't realize the taxes. He doesn't realize the upkeep is going to take. And and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I haven't spoken with him, right? I haven't spoken with him. So I don't know what he understands about money. But they say that most people, even after winning the lottery, go broke in three years. Five years, yes. And not only that, they used to have this show, Patrick, and it was called How the Lotto Ruined My Life. How kids got divorced, people started murder for hire, all kind of stuff. Money, they say the money is the root of all evil, but it's actually the love of money. Because you've got some individuals that are very gullible, very gullible. And the money, they comes to power. But like you said, when you when you were just talking about the um the individuals that hit the lotto and look at your chances and your odds of hitting the lotto, we have individuals that have these contracts with in sports. A lot of our sports in, in the entertainment business, they go broke fast too. So I remember my daughter told me one time, Mom, it's not the people in front of the camera that's making the money, it's the people behind the camera, the one that's getting paid. So she knew the concept of that because we really disrespect money. We have a total yep. disrespect for it. Yep. I'll say, I'll say many of us. Yeah, and and and, and with, with that being said, as you talked about the athletes and, and entertainers, uh, we, we oftentimes uh, come down with this terrible condition called sudden wealth syndrome. Sudden, <laughs> sudden wealth mm-hmm. syndrome. All, all of a sudden, you have this great lump sum of money, mm-hmm. and, and it, 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 it'll, 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 you'll run right through it. Because you had you had bad money habits when you when you got the money, mm-hmm. so they'll continue on. You didn't do anything to clean it up. So uh, you you have um, you have people who who come into lump sums of money, and all of a sudden it's like a real real good hit, and next thing mm-hmm. you know they're broke again. Uh, there was an entertainer on uh, on, on uh, I, I, I want to trying to remember who it was, but she said, somebody said, you got money to do A, B, and C. She said, you don't know that. She said, I've, I've been broke three, four times Look at since, I've, since, I've, since I've amassed this wealth, you see. Shaquille uh, O'Neal said, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, Steve Harvey was a prime example of that. Look at some of the things that Oprah Winfrey went through. A lot of individuals, we don't realize the things that they have to go through, and all sometimes how to make sure people don't steal their money. So there's a lot that's involved with that that people don't even realize when it comes to stuff like that. So I want to put the number out there again. I'm still trying to send the information out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, because I waited till the last minute. But when we start, if you want to call in on the show, if you have any questions for Patrick or even, my, even myself, give us a call at 516-387-1914. Now, my forte is not in finances. Even though I am a business owner, where I am the owner of two outpatient counseling centers, where I provide a variety of services to individuals, and I'm also a therapist, so I also have contracts with insurance companies. But even with my own personal finances, we have to learn how to budget. You know, I was talking to a woman with Orange County Healthcare Agency today about grants and what do they have in regards to RFPs and 
proposals, because there's a lot of stuff out there. Some individuals got the gift of gab. They can become public speakers and do some speaking engagements. There's a lot of money to be made even with that. There's so much money out there even with grants or being one that's able to uh, write proposals, but don't play with some people's money. Because a lot of times people misappropriate funds, and you can go to jail for that. So let's talk a little bit about grants. Do you know have some information about some grants or how? Because sometimes we do things, and I like saying, you talked about one of the other syndromes. I like to say a process of elimination. Sometimes we eliminate ourselves, we get intimidated by the paperwork. You got yeah. individuals that are eligible for security or different types of things, and they don't even want to fill out the paperwork. It's like really. Yeah. So as far as uh, grants and those kinds of things are concerned, I have I, I have no knowledge about how that works in terms of being work, requesting a grant or anything like that. But you did touch on something uh, that I that I I want to address, and that's budgeting. Uh, oftentimes, people uh, it, it's it's funny, people oftentimes want to get up and take off and run a business. And mm-hmm. one of the first questions I'll ask them is, uh, do you maintain a budget, a household budget? And they say no. I say, well, you, you're probably going to have a headache here in about six months because you're going, to, you're going to carry into your business the same habit that you have in your house. You don't realize <laughs> how significant... I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I was up to 2 in the morning because it's time for corporate taxes with the state franchise tax board, and I got to do it for two companies. And I was up to 2 in the morning. I still got to put off. No, it I know better. I know you quick look, quick peach tree, but have a degree in accounting. It's like, you know, really? You do it every year. Yeah. That is true. We do carry those those bad habits. I suck when it comes to business stuff, and then I'm blaming on my daughter. I mean, like, help me, help, help, you know, and help yeah. is available. So I like yeah. what you said. We do have to break those bad habits. Now, I want to touch a little bit on retirement. A lot of individuals lack the knowledge when it comes to retirement, you know, 401Ks, even saving for your own a retirement or, you know, you don't, if you have a job that will match what you make or match it, that's great. A lot of times we don't even understand that. I retired the first time at age 33, so I get to check for the rest of my life. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had no idea because I was taught work, 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 but now I believe in working hard, smarter and not harder because some individuals have the concept of if I retire, I'm going to get old, I'm going to sit on the porch, and I'm going to die. No. I tell people now I can do and afford to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. retirement. Some people don't know the concept of retirement or even how to save for retirement, whether it's on their job or even if they put some money aside with a financial planner for personal retirement. Sure. Would, would you like so to that, that, in fact, is the space that I function in. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely love talking to people about about uh, putting away money for uh, retirement. I tell young people all the time because they 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 feel like oh I'm not I'm not going to retire anytime soon, and I always say 
All you have to do is keep going to bed at night and rising in the morning. And 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 that young person with all that beautiful dark hair is going to wake up one morning and you're going to see a whole lot of snow on top of your head. <laughs> and you're going to see snow and you don't even want to see no snow. <laughs> yeah. That and, is so true. That is so true. Because when I was sharing with her, I said I started working with Orange County Healthcare Agency in 2001. That was 22 mm-hmm. years ago. I would have been about ready to get a whole other retirement check if I would have still stayed there, but I wound up buying my and, and operating my first business in 2005. So it's 2023. Yeah. In two more years, I would be 20 years of having my own business. Yeah. So, so, so these are things that people don't even pay attention to, but we do need to educate individuals when it comes to retirement, because a lot of times individuals may leave a job and they're under age 54 and they they won't roll over their retirement plan. They'll try to cash it out, not realizing let that money run its course. You want that get rich quick. Give me my, I got $100,000 in my retirement and I'm quitting this job. I'm going to take my money and cash it out. No, boo-boo, you don't want to do that. You're about to have a major headache. Oh, yeah, because you're going to be in a different tax bracket. you got to pay taxes on that money. Can you tell them some about the headache they'll have if they just don't be impulsive and roll it over and wait? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it can be a, it can be a, it. So there are rules to the game. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so going back, just backing up a little bit, uh, when we start talking about retirement, we have to look at it from uh, one being self-employed, uh, uh, having an employer, uh, mm-hmm. what type of plan do you have, a SEP IRA, simple IRA, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, uh, mm-hmm. do you have a 401K, 403B, 457 plan, 409, what do you have, and how does it function? Mm-hmm. When you're when you're putting into your plan, are you are you conservative, moderate, or aggressive? Mm-hmm. How often do you tell? How often do you talk to the provider of your plan? Most mm-hmm. people, I was in I was in a I was in Staples one day, and I stopped by stopped by there to pick something up, and I asked the lady, "Hey, do you have a four hundred one k plan here?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, great." I said, "When was the last time you talked to your provider?" She said, "Oh, I don't want to talk to them people." I said, you don't? She said, no. I said, that's a very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous thing. The, the, mm-hmm. the, one thing. the one thing you ought to do when you're, when you're participating in a retirement plan is talk to the provider or the advisor, mm-hmm. making sure you're on, on track. Things change. Funds right. in the plan change. Sometimes you need to do what's called a rebalance mm-hmm. so that you can, hit, you can hit what's called your FIN number, your FIN number, your FIN number. I'll say it again for the people in the back, your FIN number. That is mm-hmm. an acronym for financial independence number. Most of us mm-hmm. don't have an idea of what that is because we had never heard it before. So you have mm-hmm. what's called a FIN number, and it's the number you need to be aiming for so that by the time you get to your retirement age or your retirement number, 
you can you 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 have you have everything you need to make sure you hit that number. Now, going back to another point that you made earlier, retirement is not about your age. Right. It is about it is about a, how much you have in in set aside to be able to walk away and set yourself free of having mm-hmm. an employer. Mm-hmm. Not about an age. Mm-hmm. Because there are plenty of people who are in their 60s who can't retire. That's why you can walk into walk you can walk into Walmart, Target, in and out. You can see security guards standing around in parking lots, folk that look like they should have retired a long, 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 long time ago. But they mm-hmm. cannot retire because they didn't understand how the financial vehicle worked. Mm-hmm. They could not retire because they didn't understand how the financial tool worked. Mm-hmm. And so they, because they had no idea on how, how it worked, they stayed at a job 20, 30, 40 years, got to the end of their working years, and when they looked up, they did participate in the plan, just wasn't enough in it when it came time to retire. Right, correct. And you know what, and that's interesting, because I want to tap a little bit, and not only just about retirement, Social Security. A lot of individuals don't understand the concept of Social Security, and I'm not talking about Social Security disability insurance. I'm talking about even once you reach the age of retirement and how people pay into Social Security. Can you share a little bit about that? Because I used to hear people say, I can't wait to get my Social Security. I used to be like, you're going to be on a fixed income. Are you going to live off of that? You've been paying a three, four $4,000 a month mortgage. Social Security just ain't going to pay that by itself. Can you educate our listeners on that process? So, so let's let's talk a little bit about about that. Uh, when we start talking about Social Security, you, you, let me just go on and say it flat out. I don't I don't know any other way to say it. You're gonna need something else. Mm-hmm. It 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 it's, it is likely not going to be enough unless you rent in a room from a family member. If you if you live here in the state of California, it's just not going to be enough, especially if you have to pay rent or a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, even that has has uh, levels to it. You have to hit, but if you if you start taking withdrawals at age uh, sixty, you won't get as much as if you were waited till you were sixty seven. Uh, mm-hmm. You get more on the uh, if you wait till you're sixty seven than you would if you started at age sixty. And so mm-hmm. you want you you don't want to depend on Social Security uh, by itself. You want it to be you want to be able to su- subsidize your income, but you don't want to lean on that all by itself. Uh, right. Because uh, because life's gonna get hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it gets you don't have hard. no gets, pressure. And that's where some individuals and some parents start depending on their children because. They had this philosophy that they were waiting on their children to take care of them, and if you didn't take care of your finances and your kids didn't understand and they learned from you, they're going to be in the same boat. And That's it becomes exactly a- right. And so that's just one of the things. Like I said, we have to when you go, when you know better, you do better. And some of these bad habits we learn from our parents. Now, yep. not only, like I said, Social Security investment is a whole other issue. There's a lot of different types of investments that individuals don't even realize. We used to try to invest in friends, invest in families, invest in other businesses, but there's a lot of different types of investments. I want to say that the Internet 
And social media is one of our biggest assets that we really need to utilize. You can invest in Google. You can invest in you can invest in a lot of different things. One of the things that I did, I made investments in every place I shop. Because I know when I shop, I'm gonna get money off of the money that I'm spending at these stores. I used to go to Walmart sure. eight hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, fine, because I got stocking in Walmart. You know, because there's a difference. We talk about stocks and bonds and CDs, and I know we got 19 minutes left on the show, and it's a whole lot of information. But what would you like to share with the listeners regarding investments? So there's good investments and there's bad investments. How would you know the difference? How would you tell a person beware? Well, one of the things that you always, one of the things that I always tell people, because I, I get a lot of people that approach me uh, about participating in certain types of investments, and one of the uh, red flags could very well can very well be uh, too good to be true. Oh yeah. <laughs> like your, your return on your money will be five hundred percent. All, all I'm, all I'm gonna say to you is run. You said too because, good to be true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can yeah. find a needle in a haystack sometimes. You might be able to find a good deal, something on a business, but do your homework. Yeah, say, you do must your- do your due. You must do your due diligence. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that one of the things that uh, that wears me that's wearing me out right now. It is wearing me out. Uh, I don't know if you heard me, but I said it is wearing me out. Mm-hmm. And it is this pitch for people to, they, the way they phrase it is, uh, be your own bank. Mm-hmm. And what they're talking hey. about is, huh? No, I'm listening. What, what they're talking about is, is, is taking your money and putting it into an insurance policy and then borrowing the money from your from 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 yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jeanette, I'm listening. If if you gave me two thousand dollars, whose two thousand dollars is it? Still my two thousand. It's still my, your. It's your two thousand dollars. Once I give it to you. Well, you gave it to me to hold for you. Hold for you. Uh huh. In regards to the insurance, but I know insurance make investments too, based on the index. And, so let's, you know, let's let's take let's take insurance out of it. You mm-hmm. you you gave you gave me two thousand dollars to hold for you. Whose two thousand dollars is it? If I give it to you to hold for it, it's supposed to be mine. But you're it's, holding it's your holding it's, it's your two thousand dollars, right? Mhm. You take the two thousand dollars, give it to me to hold, to grow for you. Mm-hmm. But the first, that's year number one. When you give it to me year number one and you say, hey, Pat, I want to cancel that account. <laughs> Where my money I at? say, okay, Jeanette. <laughs> huh? Then I say, you can't give me my money right now. Where my money at? <laughs> so, yeah, so so when you when you come to me, I say, well, hey, I, yep, you say, Pat, I gave you $2,000. I want to close my account. I say to you, Jeanette, that's good, but we get to keep that money. You don't get that money back. Is that going to be a problem for you? Yeah, that's going to be a problem for me because that wasn't what I, that wasn't my intention. That's yeah, going to be a but here's, here, here's where Here's where a lot of people have a problem. They don't read 
the policy. Because if you read the policy, the policy will tell you that that's that those are the conditions of having that policy. So mm-hmm. the first two to five years, if you and I can always I always tell people I can prove it to you better than I can tell you about it. I'll show mm-hmm. you where it is in black and white. When you mm-hmm. bring that policy to me, if you have what's called an index universal life, I can mm-hmm. always open that bad boy up, turn the turn to the pages and point right to it, and you'll have a headache all night long because mm-hmm. they usually have it set up for sure for the first two years, you're not going to get that 2000 then that $4,000 back. The insurance, co- mm-hmm. um, the insurance company gets to keep that money because you mm-hmm. canceled uh, that policy and it had, a, it, it, has a, it had a surrender charge built into it, but you mm-hmm. didn't know about it. Nobody sat down and told you about it. You just assumed that it was all good. And that's what I meant by we get intimidated by a lot of that paperwork when we start talking about these things. I want to ask you a question. I'm not sure if this is your expertise, but this is where I see a lot of individuals struggling, too, when it comes to wills, trusts, and probate. We have individuals Mm -hmm. that are dying every day, and many individuals are dying without a will, dying without a trust. They wind up in probate court, not realizing that probate court and the attorney fees is what's taking up a lot of the money and breaking up a lot of families and their relationships because of our own ignorance. We don't know anything about these things. And back in the day, they had legal zooms where you could just type in information, and as you typed in information, you were able to create yourself a will or a trust. What would you want the listeners to know when we start talking about wills, trusts, and probates? Because a lot of people don't know what that means. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about it on this end, the beneficiary, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything in place, the state becomes the beneficiary mm-hmm. of whatever property you own. Uh, the state then owns it once once you expire. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a will, that's good. That's good. But it can always be contested. Contested. Mm-hmm. It can always be contested. If mm-hmm. you have a trust, if you have a trust, that trust is always uh, more ironclad. And so, what I would encourage you to do is 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 to sit down with somebody who uh, specializes in that field and talk to the person. Because when you don't have it spelled out, whatever your intentions were will likely not be realized Mm-mm. Mm-mm. because you, 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 you thought you left it in the hands of a wise man, but you actually ended up leaving it in the hands of a fool. Ooh, yep, that is true. And see, that's because one of the biggest issues with African Americans. We transition without that information being documented, leaving family members fighting over crumbs, over property, over who will pay these taxes, over, you know, and, and it becomes a mess. It really becomes a mess. And you know what? Mm-hmm. And even though you and I did not get a chance to converse prior to this conversation, I need to write your number down because we need to talk. <laughs> you know, because you found me, was it on Facebook or LinkedIn? It was one of them you, you connected with yeah, me on. Yeah, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it wanted me to share or wanted to know, and I said, you know what, maybe I can share this information with my clients. Because I thought it was more about making money. But I appreciate the nuggets that you are sharing with my listeners because this information is priceless, whether they realize it or not. 
It is it's priceless. Because some people don't know and they're too afraid to ask. And I remember I had an accountant one time, and my accountant made it so clear. He said, you pay for what you don't know. And he meant that. You go pay for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because you don't yeah, know. Yeah, you will. You will pay one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Pay you will pay it don't. one way or the other. Yeah. And so and so, it is imperative that we, we, we begin. And it's not for you to necessarily uh, specialize in, but mm-hmm. you at least want to find somebody that you can, that you can have the conversation with. And, and I always tell my clients, on the first meeting, I always say to my clients, I don't want to do business with you un- until you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if that takes a day or a week or a month, mm-hmm. but I always, I also, I always also tell them, just don't die before you get there. <laughs> I know because then it become a hot mess, <laughs> a yeah. very so so mess. Now, mm, so, so, so you asked the question, you asked the question earlier of your of for, of your listeners about do you do they have to will they have to go to and, and, and get a GoFundMe page started when it comes to life insurance. And mm-hmm. uh and and that becomes that becomes a a, a pet peeve of mine as well. When you don't mm-hmm. I tell people I t- yep, I tell people all the time, uh being in the in the financial services business, uh I tell people that I have so much life insurance on me that if mm-hmm. I die before my wife does and she decides to get herself a new boo, she can look at him and say, I want you, I don't need you. He is still providing for me from the grave. The light is on because of him, and he's dead. There's a roof over my head because of him, and he's dead. There's food on the table because of him, and he's dead. And any good person, any solid person that really loves the people that they have, they, they're connected to, you will leave them with a leg up. You build a legacy one way or the other. You either build it in life or you build it in death, but you build one so, it be, because, so, that, so that you can hand something down to the next generation. And as a household, begin to educate yourselves not only on how to, how to acquire money, but how to keep it. You know what? You just said something that was really, really huge, and um, – my son and I, we've had this big issue because he has a daughter that is in college, second year college, and he don't realize that by her being his an adult child, she's his next of kin. I'm not. If he dropped dead, she's his oldest living child. It ain't going to just go to his mama got to do this. No, it's your next of kin. And I found that out because I had a godbrother that worked in the funeral industry. And I told him, you need to get a policy and make your daughter the beneficiary in case something happened to you. Why should I die and leave somebody rich? Why should I die? It ain't about leaving somebody rich. Because people don't realize when you die, if you have something, they will attach them bills to what you got. When my mother passed away 15 years ago, people didn't realize I was getting contacted from the IRS. I had to pay her IRS tax debt. I had to pay her credit card debt. I had to pay every bill she had before they put a lien on that house. And people don't realize that. Because they thinking they get away yeah. scot-free. No, you know it don't work like that. So we have so many people with blinders on 
because they don't understand these things. And the more you try to explain it, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, oh, you lie, oh, mm-mm. You ain't got to lie what you experienced it. So yeah, insurance, so, so. Let, me, let me say this, let me say this, because um, uh, Patrick, and you can piggyback on this. GoFundMe, people trust, but GoFundMe get paid. You better believe it. They get a percentage of what people are donating. They're not really just helping you. That's the business. What's your take on yeah, that? That's my it's it's a business all day long, and and oftentimes people who who use GoFundMe oftentimes come up short. <laughs> it, it doesn't always deliver because because you're 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 depending on people to do what you should have did in the first place, which was made provision. Mm-hmm. You know and what? So, and that is. And when, say again. You know what? And I want to say this too because people don't realize predator loans, payday loans. These. I remember one time I needed some money, and um, I I had to do what I had to do. But what happened hmm. was I paid the money back fast. I borrowed ten thousand dollars from a company called Loan Me. I paid twenty four thousand dollars back on a ten thousand dollar loan because I didn't realize mm-hmm. that my interest was ninety eight percent. That makes absolutely no sense. So when you get these little things in the mail and you thinking that these are things, and see, I couldn't go to family, friends, so I had to do what I had to do. But I paid the loan off. But I still wind up paying twenty four thousand dollars on a ten thousand dollar loan within a two year period. Yeah. So you you pay you paid over a hundred percent return on that money. Yes, that don't even make no sense. I was so busy no. busting and cutting on I said, This is a predatory loan. But when you sign yeah. your name on the dot line, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you're 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 then responsible. And uh yeah. and and People, people. Again, it, it's the stuff we don't know that take, takes us out. Anytime you create, I always tell people: anytime you create debt, debt is the biggest threat to building wealth. Anytime you create debt, uh, debt is the biggest threat to, to 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 building wealth. And again, like I said, some people are, are are sophisticated enough to leverage debt, but it's all in the way that they use it. Uh, and so unless you, if you don't have that kind of understanding on how to use it, then what I tell people is leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave you know what? I'm a, I learned the hard way because I didn't have anybody to teach me. I didn't have nobody to, you know, it was, it was hit and miss when it came to these things. And with financial literacy, the ability to understand effectively and use various uh, various financial um, skills, including personal financial management, budgeting, and investing. Nobody taught me these things. I had to learn on my own. I had to learn about banking, budgeting, handling debt, credit, investment, and the principles. Because, like I said, you can even go on YouTube now 
and learn a lot of things about how to earn money, save money, invest money, protect your money, spend and win and how to borrow. You know, people don't realize that sometimes, and you've got to be careful with this, for many, 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 many years, I want to say Caucasians use their houses for a lot of stuff. We go out and buy fifty, sixty thousand dollars Cadillacs and can't even afford it because we're living in an apartment. That makes absolutely no sense. Where they would do things, modify, refinance at a low interest rate, go buy what they want, pay it all off, and they kept using this revolving door. They made money off of their properties and stuff. We didn't know how to do that. We got all these cars mm-hmm. and freaking five and six car payments. Really? Yeah. Are you written? So, again, again, it goes back to what I said earlier, understanding how to leverage that debt. And mm-hmm. most, people, most people have no clue, uh, and, and particularly cons- consumers, uh, people mm-hmm. who, who, have a, who, have, who, have, who have shopping problems or you're trying to look like money when you don't have none. Uh, <laughs> You you have to change. I like you that. Have to absolutely... Can you repeat that again? You look like money and you don't have none. You got a knockoff Gucci bag yeah. and you got a you walking around looking ghetto fabulous and you swapping shopping yeah. at swap me. My mother used to tell me because yeah. I had and, and I mean they were dressed to kill. They didn't even do they didn't even wash their clothes. They just go buy some more clothes. And my mother used to say, baby, they get a check on the first and the fifteenth. You don't. We ain't got no yeah. checks coming up here go to work every day. And now, I used to be wondering, they go and buy this and buy that and buy. But I'm glad my mother taught me good work ethic, but I'm also glad that I had to learn not to be working like no Hebrew slave. I had to learn how to. Yeah. I made a comment to a friend of mine, and he threw it up in my face when I was saying something. I made a comment about I can make money laying in my bed talking to people, or I can go do a speaking engagement and sometimes people are offended by that. They're jealous. They're intimidated. And that's sad because you shouldn't hate on other people's strides, determination, and goals because you don't know what they went through to get to where they are. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. If you want to know somebody's story, so we talk about these things, and I want to say that financial education, because times have changed, but I want to talk about three major risks in life when it comes to finances. That we need to know how to protect yourself from loss of income if you're sick. Some individuals don't even know how to go about getting disability insurance to where it can pay for their hospital stay. It can give you a monthly income for disabled. My, my godfather did this. My godfather, because I have two other sisters, he thought he was leaving us a nest egg when it came to insurance. He had some insurance with um, colonial life, but he had an accidental life insurance policy. He didn't uh. realize that the accidental life insurance policy only paid if it was an accident. So here, I, and then I thank him. Yeah, you gave us almost a $300,000 policy, but you had a heart attack. <laughs> you did not die of accidental death, you know. So we have to protect ourselves if we get sick. We also have to, another major risk is cash accumulation. We need to be aware of how we are accumulating our cash. We need a, when I say emergency fund, meaning if your kids come and tell you um, to get married or somebody died, 
it's going to cost you a whole lot of selling fish, 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 um, fish dinners to try to get this stuff paid for. So we need to set aside an emergency fund. Like I said, with my pipe freaking busted in front of my house or the thing got the drainage was messed up, and that man said between four dollars to $6,000, I said, can we leave me on the 4000 side versus the $6,000 side? I had no water. Yeah. If I didn't have resources or credit or access, I'd have been screwed. Because who just set yeah. aside four dollars to $6,000 for a freaking plumber? That yeah. make no sense. But we need an emergency fund, and we need to know about tax-free benefits. Yeah. And speak yeah. a little bit about that. Is there anything else you want to add? Because I'm going to take this show over. I'm, these people need to know. we got a whole other hour we can go if we want to. But people won't be able to call in, but they can listen. So what is um, your take on ta- on some of the things that the three major risks? So, so I, I, I need to, I need to actually jump off here. I have another appointment uh, okay. that I should be on. We can always come back and revisit this. Um, and that's good. I, I appreciate I, that because one of the things my son was saying is, "Mom, that's a, some good information. It is some good information, and this is information that most people don't even talk about." So, tell the listeners how can they find you. So, uh, uh, again, uh, Jeanette, thank you so much for having me. Uh, if uh, you you, you want to reach out to me, uh, to, to the listeners, you can definitely contact me uh, at, at my phone, with my phone number, which is uh, 310-849-5375. Again, 310-849-5375. Um, you, we can always just have a conversation. I think that it is important that, that we have a conversation. We do not have to conduct any business unless you're absolutely comfortable with everything that I say. And if you have any questions, my job is to get those questions. Are you scheduling Zoom appointments or, or are you having people come to your office? Because that looks like an L.A. phone number, and I don't know where you're located. Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in L.A., and I uh, do both. So I'm licensed in 11 states. And so uh, I, 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 we definitely we definitely have Zoom in the in the in the picture. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So either way, it's good if you're local. Oh. I can come. I can come to you. Or you can come to me. Got you. That's good to know because, like I said, the show is heard in several different languages, several different countries. There's people that be listening that we don't even know that are listening. People may go through Facebook and listen. I, I put it on LinkedIn. I put it on a lot of different things, and I will definitely be giving you a call myself because there are some questions that I have because there are some things that I need to take care of too. So I will definitely be giving you a call, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate you reaching out to me and sharing this, this, this information that you're, you have shared because we have to do better with getting our money right. So if you need to sign up, I appreciate it. But like I said, I definitely appreciate having you on the show. But we do need to keep this because we need to do tune-ups every now and then when it comes to our finances. Yeah. Yeah, so let's do that. I'm going to jump off here. I appreciate you again, and we'll be in touch. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds like a winner. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay.
All righty. Have a so, good day. Patrick shared a lot of information as it relates to getting your money right, whether you are a male, a female, young, old. Um, and when I say old, I don't mean just in numbers, because a lot of times when it comes to money, individuals have a different perception when they're young spending money versus when they're middle age to being a senior. You know, because seniors, they know how to keep their money. You know, I got a, uh, my grandfather's has one live brother, Uncle Leon. I'll never forget when I was at my, I went to go visit him, and I looked at my talking to my mom. He's he looking at my mother. But one of my little cousins was asking him for some money. And because he's the only one pretty much got money in the family because he learned how to be wise. He learned how to use wisdom because back then they valued money differently because they often didn't have what a lot of us have now. And part of it is the resources, the education, and the information. And we need to use that to our advantage when it comes to a lot of things to stop staying in the dark. Now, Reggie, you made a comment about this, some good information. What did you learn from just listening to some of the things that we talked about today? Because I know you probably didn't know your mama knew this stuff. We can't hear you. You can come in here. $3,000 on a seven-year-old birthday party. 
I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. I never spent that much money on a birthday party. So these are things, and we start talking about activities, there's things that you can do that should not cost you a lot of money. And again, avoiding scams. I also want to share with you guys in regards to we got to come up with a financial goal. You can start today. If you don't have a goal, make a goal, create a goal. But come up with some kind of financial goal, meaning how can I improve on how I make my money? How can I spend my money? How, Lord knows I like to go to the casino. But when I go to the casino, I'll put my money up that I win. I'll take the money that I want and try to make sure I don't take it all back to the casino and give it all back to them. I've done that before. But gambling, gambling is a, a waste. That's <laughs> gambling is a waste. You know, and I see people waste money. I'm like, oh, that make me sick spending all this money gambling. But the thing is, we got to make a plan. One of the things is, one, listen to financial podcasts. There's, like I said, you can go on YouTube. You can look for a podcast that talks about finances. Two, read, read, read. Meaning there's a lot of information out there in regards to books and magazines that can also help you with your finances. Three, social media. A lot of information out there on social media. Four, keep a budget. And when you keep a budget, try not to operate outside of your budget. I used to get mad when people talk to me about a budget. I'm not on a budget. If I want it, I'm going to go get it. If I want to buy it, I'm going to buy it. But we got to do better with keeping a budget. And last but not least, talk to a financial professional. Don't make it seem like everybody is out to get your money. There are some financial – there's a difference between a financial planner, a financial um, advisor, but you've got to know who and what you're dealing with. Now, like I said, I appreciate Patrick. Even though Patrick had contacted me about wanting to know if um, – in regards to the type of work that I do, but I was able to get him to share some of the information, and I like the information that he shared. But find you a good financial advisor or planner because one invests your money. The other can kind of help advise you on some of the investments, and some of them can help you maintain and spend your money right. I learned something tonight when he was talking about the FIN number. I was like, ooh, okay. And with the um, index universal life, I knew that about the insurance, but when you know better, you do better. Again, I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio as we today talked about Get Your Money Right. Let's start today. And again, if you're out there, you own businesses, you help get you a trust, a will, so your stuff won't wind up in probate court, even if you don't have a business but you just have property, take care of your financial affairs. Um, I like the way he talked about insurance. When he talked about, hey, I'm going to take care of my wife even from the grave. This is my wife. Then she can decide whether she want to marry somebody else or whatever the case may be because far too many times we leave individuals destitute and in some cases homeless. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be selfish. 
because you wouldn't want it done to you. So again, get your house in order, handle your financial affairs. I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Got to come up with a topic for tomorrow. I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you.